Hello, and welcome to the fourth quarter edition of the Corbett Road Podcast. I'm your host, Rush Zarabian, Managing Partner and Portfolio Manager for Corbett Road. In this episode, we'd like to discuss the most recent market rally, the announcement of the Federal Reserve's tapering initiative, and the continued issues around inflation and the supply chain. Coming into the fourth quarter, the market had a pretty good year so far, but it had just come off a 5% correction, which, looking at our sentiment indicators, made it seem like the correction was much worse. Markets were still up double digits coming into October, but the month of October and the fourth quarter started out very strongly. And as we entered November, the market was up over 20%. And now this is a pretty rare occurrence. There's only been nine times where the S&P 500 has been up 20% or more going into the final two months of the year. In each of the nine cases, the market finished the year higher. So the November slash December returns were positive in each of the nine previous cases where the market was up 20%. The average return during those two months was 6%. It's just another clear example of what a powerful force momentum is in the markets, that despite strong returns going into year end, those returns tended to continue higher. And what we've seen so far in November would suggest that the statistic is going for 10 for 10, depending on how things play out. Now, the other big news of the week was that the Federal Reserve announced that it would start tapering its bond purchases this month. The Fed has been buying bonds every single month since they announced QE4, quantitative easing part four, back in March of 2020. Now, this has been expected by the markets. Comments from Chairman Powell throughout the summer indicated that the economy was strong enough, that the job situation was strong enough, that the Federal Reserve would not need to continue buying bonds at this level in perpetuity. So tapering begins this month. Now, what is tapering? Tapering is just a reduction of bond purchases made by the Fed. So they're not stopping all bond purchases in November. They're just reducing the amount that they're buying each month. And the expectation is that the bond purchase will stop completely by roughly sometime in the summer of 2022. Now, the reason behind the quantitative easing and the bond purchases is that the Federal Reserve is trying to help the economy by keeping the credit markets functioning smoothly. And their secondary goal, we would argue, is to help keep rates low. Now, that second point is a little bit controversial because every previous instance of quantitative easing, now they've only been really three since they started doing this 13 years ago after the great financial crisis. But each time they did quantitative easing in the past, interest rates rose. The long-term treasury yields, the 10-year treasury would go up uh, previous instances. So the argument that the Fed does bond purchases to keep rates low is a little difficult, at least in reality, because that has not been what happened. Now, rates did remain low after the initial quantitative easing started back in March of 2020. They bottomed in August, but they've been going up since then. And earlier this year, they surged. Uh, the 10-year Treasury went up to 1.75%. The entire time, the Fed was doing their full slate of bond purchases. Interest rates have pulled back over the summer as economic growth estimates came in. With the Delta variant, GDP estimates went down. And so the 10-year corrected for that lack of economic growth. But now they're back up above 1.5%. Again, the whole time they've been doing quantitative easing. So the question is, does the goal of the Fed with QE in order to keep interest rates low really work when, in fact, they've been going up? And the evidence, at least historically, is that no, rates tend to rise and that that effect by the Fed is not as obvious and not as effective. In addition to the uh, tapering announcements, we find that markets now are pricing in the first rate hike to occur next summer, shortly after the taper is finished. So why is the market pricing in one rate hike potentially by the middle of next year when 
just earlier this year, a rate hike was not expected until 2023. Well, we think that investors are betting that inflation is going to remain a big enough problem that the Fed will have no choice but to act. In addition to that, the economy, it's believed, will be on even stronger ground with employment, with growth, that the Fed will be able to go ahead and start raising rates potentially multiple times before the end of next year. Now, we've written and spoken about inflation continuously throughout the year. It's probably the one economic story that absolutely refuses to go away. If you had read our macro musings or listened to our previous podcast, you'll know that inflation first sprung up in the spring as the reopening areas involving hotels, airlines, restaurants, they saw surge pricing as demand came roaring back after that first round of vaccinations. But after that calmed down, then came the autos. First, it was rental cars, and then used cars saw their pricing go up significantly because there was just a lack of new vehicles. Now, why was there not enough cars to buy? Well, a couple reasons. Last year, production was cut by the auto industry as well as other industries because no one thought that anyone would buy a car during a recession. And why is that? Because no one historically has bought cars during recessions, but the automakers as well as other companies, they didn't expect the recession to last barely two months. And so after they cut production, there wasn't enough vehicles being built. You add on top of that, the lack of semiconductors available for automobiles, thanks in part due to multiple shutdowns and lockdowns as a result of COVID outbreaks in Southeast Asia. Recall that Asia initially did very well in dealing with COVID last year, but because of the Delta variant and the lack of vaccinations in that area, you had a lot more outbreaks. And in some cases, these plants would shut down for a week. And given the just-in-time nature of production these days, that one week was just a disaster for production. The shortage in chips is expected to last until next year, but it's unclear when in 2022 we'll see supply catch up with the demand. A lot of that depends on how the global economy will do next year. And of course, if there's any more lockdowns in Asia as a result of further COVID outbreaks, let's hope that that's not the case. But right now, we just don't know when the semi-issue will resolve itself in 2022. Although, to be clear, we want to make sure you understand that despite the fact that inflation remains stubborn, we are not experiencing stagflation. That's a topic that has sort of bounced around the media over the last month or so. Stagflation is a combination of inflation and high unemployment. It was very common in the 1970s, but that is not what we're experiencing right now. The latest jobs report came out today when we're recording on Friday, November the 5th. The latest jobs report showed half a million jobs were created last month. In addition to that, the previous two months saw jobs revised up another 200,000 and change. So you've seen significant job growth. The labor market is tight. The quit rate is at an all-time high. The available jobs is near an all-time high. It's just not the same environment as a low growth, high unemployment, high inflation. The Fed continues to believe that inflation will be transitory, but they've admitted, and they've had to, that it's taking a lot longer than they thought. And again, as I mentioned earlier, the inflation that we've seen has varied depending on which areas of the economy are causing it. First, it was the reopen, then we went into autos, and now we're seeing other areas like rents coming up as well. So we do expect it to come down next year. Our view is still with the feds in general. As we stated in previous macro musings, the baseline inflation rate could end up a little higher than the historical rate of 2%. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but clearly it can't remain in the 4 4.5% range, depending on which measure of inflation you look at, because if that's the case, the Fed will be forced to raise rates a lot faster than they want to. 
And the market's not going to like that if they have to be aggressive with their rate hikes. And we expect, again, that inflation will subside next year. One last point for anyone concerned that the Fed may have to raise rates sooner than desired by next summer. The situation is fluid, and the Fed will not do anything that they think will jeopardize the recovery. If we get lower inflation as expected towards the latter half of next year, if that is combined with a slowdown in the global economy, that will give the Fed a lot more leeway to push rate hikes out to 2023. Historically, the markets price in Fed hikes way faster than they've actually come. If you look at the last 10 years and you're looking at Fed fund futures and the two-year treasury, which are both sort of market proxies for what investors think the Fed is going to do, they've consistently overestimated how aggressive the Fed has been. So we think that that's definitely something that could happen again next year. If the economic conditions are poor, we don't think the Fed's going to raise rates. The only way that that's going to happen is if inflation remains stubbornly high. But if inflation remains stubbornly high, it's probably due to the same circumstances that it's high now, which is uh, demand exceeding supply. And a global slowdown would definitely do something to reduce demand and take some of that pressure off, which would lower inflation potential. That is all for today. And we want to thank you for listening and also ask that you please hit follow or subscribe in order to receive our next podcast as soon as it's released in early 2022. On our next podcast, we will be discussing our outlook for the economy and the markets for next year. Thank you again. And until next time.